Now, uh, help me out, Blaster. Transform and play something uh, nice. And now, a nice and nifty musical selection for easy listening. <laughs> Hold on to your dancing shoes and go, man, go! One shall stand, one shall fall. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Two, One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall, a Transformers TCG podcast broadcasting live from an underground bunker in the middle of the murky Midlands. I want to boot some Decepticon right in his turbocharger. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down, Cliff Jumper. Wow. Seriously, put that gun down. You're going to kill somebody in this studio. Goodness. Right. Anyway, I'm your uh, host, Lee, from Blue Top Productions. And uh, today, I have a motley crew of people to talk everything about Transformers the TCG. That's right. The trading card game based on the cartoon from the 80s. This podcast will talk about news about the Transformers the TCG, new releases, deck profiles, and stuff that's happening in the community. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. One shall stand, one shall fall. Right, guys, welcome back to One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall, a Transformers TCG podcast. This is part two of the ARC review. We had a bit of a slobber knocker in the first part. Dave and me nerded out incredibly over the characters and you guys were spoiled with like a over two hour podcast of us ranting about characters. And now we're going to mellow out a little bit. We're going to talk about the battle cards and you're watching this on YouTube. You're watching it on Dave's channel on the Energon Hustlers. So welcome. And if you're here, subscribe, check him out. He does a lot of cool content. And if you're listening it on the audio medium through Podbean, hello and welcome back. So Dave, my partner in crime, how are you doing today? I'm good, mate. You're right. I'm not too bad. Have you recovered from the onslaught, which was our character episode? Just about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was a long one, wasn't it? it? Was it was good though? It was good. It was good to talk about the characters in detail. Yeah. I think. Uh, I feel. I feel like they needed to be done justice. I think battle cards and stratagems, which we're going to talk about in part three, they're a little bit more mellow because obviously they're more one character or like multiple uses for characters. But obviously, with like you were saying bot modes and alt modes and other combos that you can work with it, it it just it dragged on a little bit but hopefully everyone enjoyed it i enjoyed editing the crap out of it so i'm just gonna say that now there's some hilarious sound bites of sea spray and huffer you know i, I love it i absolutely love it yeah good old huffer <laughs> but we're not fighters like they are prime we must have courage huffer yeah he's just yeah he's there we go yeah he just keeps popping in our episodes now because that voice is like nails on a chalkboard we love it <laughs> so um, we have 40 battle cards uh, with the arc. If you haven't listened to part one, guys, I recommend pausing this and going to check it out on my YouTube channel, Bleed Up Productions, or uh, download the podcast today uh, through Podbean. But uh, yeah, so we've got 40 battle cards to get through. So Dave, because it's on your channel, I will let you have the first card and we'll go back and forth like we did with the characters and we'll give our thoughts on them and uh, some possible like ideas of these cards. Yes, that sounds good to me. Um, and the first one is, is well, it's for one of my favourite characters from the franchise. Um, yeah, lovely picture. It's Omega Supreme, and the card is 300 TT Crusher Claw, which is yeah. pretty pretty cool. <laughs> nice to see the big big lad get some, some love. Um, it's a white pip card, utility, with uh, 
of the text it gives the character Piers 2. And when you put this on a character that has 19 stars or more, tap an enemy Decepticon that has 10 stars or fewer. Yeah. That's great for combined characters and for Meg himself. You know, I think it's particularly promo Amiga Supreme definitely needed some some help and that definitely will help him, I think. Yeah, I completely agree. It works for the captain as well. I am just thinking about other possibilities um like on this channel already we filmed our first kaiju battle of metroplex and Triptychon. this could fit perfectly with those two as well definitely i think i think any of the titans um it's going to go on and you could see this in in um like combiner teams as well because it can go on them because once they've combined you know it's it's okay on on the little guys prior because it's got pierce too but you know late game you can put it on the guy that you really want your combiner to hit and just slap him, you know. I think I think that tapping a Decepticon down that's ten stars fear is very good effect. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's a perfect sideboard card for combiner teams. Uh, I feel it's it, it fits that real nice creative mold of like, oh yeah, okay, I've got this, I got this, cool. I can put this in the sideboard uh, and maybe take out uh, some other cards and put this in to help the the big guy tap other characters, so then I can smash and do some other fun funky stuff. Um, it's just really, it's just really interesting. I think it's a really cool design space, especially because, as we as we refer to it all the time, the first promo Omega Supreme wasn't that great. No, sadly not, and it's a shame because it's, you know, he's one of my favourite characters, and to see him be that lackluster was a real like, sort of deflating. But I think this has got potential and um, to help him out and all the other big, big times. Because one of their problems is when they're against a wide team, you get slapped quite a lot. And their big health total isn't that big when they've taken five or six attacks, you know. And it's it just it just that sort of tempo of tapping an enemy down, hitting it. I think that's going to be helpful. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And it's it's really really cool. And this card was designed by Matt from Mattifer and RJ from Wreck and Rule. So good job, guys, giving uh, Omega some love. We appreciate it. Definitely. Cool. On to the next. Ha. <laughs> okay. So um, I know what this card is. Um, so I got to spoil this uh, in my preview video uh, running up to the release of the arc and it's called Aerial Superiority it's got no pips guys and it's an action and it states choose one of your characters when it attacks this turn if it's a plane, helicopter or spaceship and it's attacking a truck, car or tank the chosen character gets plus 4 attack and plus 4 pierce until the end of turn it is ridiculous it's very good <laughs> um, like you always see trucks you always see cars you always see tanks you know you got prime cliff jumper and all you know all, all, all the popular characters they're all those archetypes that this card hurts and it gives planes a bit of a boost because planes whilst there's some cool ones and you know with windsweeper and that in wave five you're seeing them perform a bit better but they've never they've always kind of been overshadowed by like cars yeah. Which always felt a bit weird to me that, you know, cars can untap like, you know, five, six, seven, maybe eight times, depending on how lucky you are. Um, and then planes just get one swing when they're planes and they're really fast. So th this is great. You know, plus four attack, PS4. Again, it's situational, maybe not main deck, but in the sideboard, a couple of those for if you go up against those archetypes is very good. And I like the fact how it, it, it it's helping out 
helicopters and spaceships as well so it's not just planes so gives all those aircraft um, a bit more punch when needed because they're not going to untap all the time like cars are or or tank damage like tanks are they're gonna they get they need to do their damage quickly and, and, and fast and I think this will help them do that against those arc times yeah I a hundred percent agree I feel like helicopters is a very you know niche market and like i said on the video i think this helps out springer really well i feel like this also helps out sound blaster which i mentioned but i completely forgot about uh, major shockwave that makes major shockwave even scarier yeah. with this card yeah uh, 11 attack and pierce four that is <laughs> that is yeah that is and scary. then the ability of just adding all the octopus arms on him he can just be really really scary yeah so yeah aerial superiority really good card well done jamie uh, again uh, Jamie Madison from Powered by Primus. Awesome design space. Uh, congrats. So, uh, Dave, the next card, number three. This is a cool one. I like this one. It's Alliance. Um, it's an action card. White pip. Um, play only if you had an Autobot and a Decepticon on your starting team. Until the end of turn, each of your character's base attack is six. At the end of turn, do two damage to each of your characters that attack this turn. That is nuts. Um, mm. How many mixed teams are there? There's, you know, obviously a lot of people like to play very flavorful squads and that, but like from a competitive standpoint, certainly with the Titan Masters, you're playing a lot, you're seeing a lot more mixed faction decks, aren't you? Um, it's just going to be nuts. Like everything attack six, you know, you just play, <laughs> if you can get four or five wide, that's a, that's a lot of damage. Yeah, I I feel like this could be really interesting. Um, talking to to your love of the game with cars, I really am looking at like this card really working with cars, mixing Autobots and Decepticons because that could be really really powerful with um, like the untaps and then playing this and some other shenanigans. It can be, yeah, very very scary. Definitely very scary indeed. You know, you you think back to to when we did the deck tech challenge and I had um, Barricade. You know, if I had this in, in, in the deck, I'd have been very, very happy. You know, there is a drawback. You are taking two damage to each of the characters that attacked, but it doesn't matter if you're knocking characters out. So I, I think that's a, a, a good card. And that's designed by Michael King, who's one of the, the men behind it all, isn't he, really? He's, he's, he's one, I think he's their technical guy. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a really cool design space. And like I think you mentioned a, a lot of the things that really hit this card on the head. Mixed teams really benefit from this card. Um, it can be situational, you know, it's a white pip card, uh, but it can be really interesting. I feel like we're, we're, we're in a time now where healing is very, very abundantly easy to do in the game. So taking two damage, you're not too worried about. No pun intended there. No, absolutely. I think it's a cool card. So yeah, nice one. Over to you, mate. Okay. You've got a cool one. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Apex Armor is the one I've got. And it's a orange, black, and blue uh, pip. And basically, it's got a, the ranged icon on the black symbol. So that's very key. Um, it's an upgrade. It's an armor. It gives you plus one attack. It gives you plus one defense, or armor as we call it. Um, and it's two star cost. So... Okay, interesting. So, the text says, can't be put on a Decepticon. Fair play. Uh, when the upgraded character defends and you flip at least a black icon, move one damage counter from the upgraded character to the attacker. And then when the upgraded character defends and you flip at least a orange and a blue, repair one damage from the upgraded character, do one damage to the attacker. 
Wow. It yeah, it's got very very powerful um, effect. You know, plus, with the plus one attack and the plus one armor as well. On top of that, I think the symbol in the the black pips actually the leader symbol. It oh, looks, it is. It's yeah. the leader symbol. Sorry, yeah. It, it, yeah, do, it, it does yeah. look really. They, that and range look very similar. So that's that's cool. So it's, yeah, great, great on the pips. Bit of a hefty cost. Um, so if you are running this, um, you know it's going to eat into your stars. I think it's a really cool card. I think it's got a great bit of design. I think it falls down from a gameplay perspective in the same way that Magnus Armor does, and that that bashing shields and reprocessors are just everywhere. Um, mm. You know, nonetheless, it's a very very cool card, and it's got a very powerful effect. I just don't know how long it would stick on the board for. Yeah, it's. And when you're paying, yeah, that's... yeah. When you're paying two stars, do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like when you're paying two stars for something, they can just get bashing shielded. It's a bit annoying. I feel like if we were going to mix match sets, this on the old school Jetfire with the new Alpha Protocol Jetfire is ridiculously strong. Definitely. You know, that would be nuts. Um, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. But then you'd be paying three stars. You'd be paying, what, one star for the Jetfire Stratagem and two stars for the Apex Armor. So that's three stars of your 25. So you've only got 22. If you're playing Jetfire, that's 10. You've only got 12 stars left. So that's not a very wide team but yeah having an indestructible effectively apex armor would be where it's at and i, th I think yeah i i, I love i love the text on it you know i think when it, you know the, the damage movement and the you know the repair and then and do a damage back to the attack, attacker that's that's fantastic so it's powerful but i don't know i just ha i don't think it's going to see a lot of table time yeah the, re the removal is an issue with it but i feel like what you're paying two stars for is a really really powerful ability like i just mentioned it a little bit with jetfire um i feel keeping jetfire alive you're going to run a multi different colored deck with him anyway um you probably throw a brawn in there maybe the new bumblebee you could just get some really car like, if you think about it, it's an armor with three icons. You're almost there for overwhelming already, so there's some shenanigans possibly with Autobots and that, so I'm just saying. Oh, no, it, it is, you know, it's a fantastic card. It's just, um, it, there's that to sort of bear in mind when you're paying the two stars for it, you want to make sure that your deck is able to maximize its use. So like, like you say, with overwhelming or or, or other, other cards that are looking at multiple pips, like the new Windblade, she would really yeah. like this. Um grapple and, and you know so on and so forth <laughs> but yeah it's great it is you know it was designed by Wes from power by promise it's a great bit of design so um be interesting to see if if um i'm wrong and that this can wreck face yeah be interesting i might i might have to might have to try it out it definitely is really interesting wes i really like the idea um i'm assuming that the armor that is flavored from like the uh what do you call it the comic books possibly the apex i can't really like think of anything probably comic book related so yeah, I think it's worn by the primes, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's their like big armor. Yeah, pro probably from a, the, the dreaded Michael Bay movies, maybe, but not called an Apex armor, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dare awesome. I bring up his name? Dare I bring up his name? Okay, so uh, <laughs> we're on to card number five then, sir. Um, I think this is one of the strongest cards in the set, this next card, um, Assault Formation. So it's the reverse of Wedge, isn't it, really? So we've got black, blue, and green, so rather than the orange. And it does a very similar thing. So it's an action card. One of your melee characters gets bold two to the end of the turn. Move one damage from one of your ranged characters to an enemy, and then flip one of your specialists to another mode. Every single one of those abilities is standout. They're all 
great. You know, you run backup beam in bold decks because it's got the green pips, so you can run assault formation. Um, damage movement is relevant, it's almost like repairing the damage. But the one that stands out to me is flip one of your specialists. I don't know what you think about that, but I think that is nuts if you think that Perceptor is a specialist in one of his modes. Yeah, I have to agree. I feel, yeah, Perceptor's pretty interesting. I really think, uh, obviously, they've been in, in the character episode we talked about, the mini cassettes. Like, if you look at Blaster and Soundwave, they love this a lot. Yeah, it, it's going to be great. And the fact it's got a green pip as well, you are going to fish that. I'd say I pick that up most times it spins around there'd have to be a compelling reason for me not to pick that up with a green pip yeah 100 i feel i feel like you probably run two of these and two of wedge depending on your build but i feel like both of them do a uh, do characters justice so it'd be interesting to see it's making me feel like i want to go back and play soundwave now just because of all the new mini cassettes and this and a few other things like yeah it's this this uh, we we touched on it in the character episode as well. Uh, not we're just shamelessly plugging. Go listen to the two hour epic. Um, <laughs> but I, f I feel like this this card really benefits. It's so like it's perfect because we had wedge formation, which is really really strong. It's a really good card. We didn't think we'd ever get a three pip like colored card like without putting a star cost on it and i feel like this does exactly what wedge does it's perfect it's perfect yeah so it's, it's a lot like i said i think it's one of the standouts i think it's a very very solid card um so great bit of design carl um yeah love it i just love it it's gonna i let's put it this way when i place my order with make playing cards i definitely got more than one place out of this card <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like um, the one thing I will nitpick, which is hilarious about it, is they've 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 cropped Galvatron out by the pips, and it's kind of sad a little bit. Sad, sad Galvatron. <laughs> sad Galvatron. He just got photobombed by pips. Photobombed <laughs> by I pips. I love it. Love it. <laughs> okay, you're you're up, man. This is this is one I previewed, so it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on it. Ooh, okay. This is bad comedy. One of. The greatest lines from the movie. Coronation Starscream. This is bad comedy. I'm not going to lie. Just before Starscream, spoilers if you haven't seen the movie, gets offed by the man Galvatron. And it's such a cool, cool artwork as well. Just saying. So it's a white pip. It's an action. It says, choose an enemy character. Scrap a utility from it. Then do one damage to it. This is a perfect counter card to all the utilities that we hate, like Toolbox, uh, Matrix of Leadership, that Power Cell, you know, just the, just the annoying utilities where we're always looking for, oh, we need to get those, you know, those vaporizers, or I need to get um, those, dare you even play it, a smelt, ugh, crazy, uh, or the ramming speeds, just to get rid of utilities. This fits the design space where it really hurts utilities, which is what it needed. So, uh, yeah, Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, it's cool. This is, I, I think mine and your um, pictures are out of sync because <laughs> this is not the card I had on my screen a minute ago, but I flipped to it. Um, <laughs> so it's a bit, bit random. Um, yeah, I think this is, is great. Um, it's good because it can go in any build because of the white pip. It doesn't really matter. You're always happy to include that in whatever. Yeah, it's, 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 the, it's not very... Um, what's the word sort of exciting or anything like that it's very functional it's another piece of spot removal but like you say we haven't had a lot that specifically targets utilities and then the upside of um pinging for a damage as well is pretty good yeah 
Um, yeah, it's, so yeah, it's designed by Nick this one. So um, yeah, from Blues on Attack. So yeah, I like it, and it, obviously it's got his boy Galvatron on it. So you know, um, of course. And there's a classic line from from the movie. So oh, I've just realised why I've done that card because on my on my setup when I'm looking at it, it the card is just called Bad Comedy on mine. Ah. So I've just looked at the I've looked at the co uh, like the code of it. So yeah, this is going to throw everything out of sync. But hey, we just bought a card that was number thirty three instead of six, guys. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're awesome. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I'll talk about the one then that I spoil on my channel, um, and I'll talk. Yes, about, I'll talk yes. about some more. Go for it. And I I I raved about it in my review and um it's beast mode and it's an action card again it's an orange pip i think this card is fantastic um choose one of your characters that's a predacon or a beast when it attacks an enemy in bottle body mode this turn the attacking character gets bold four until the end of the battle that is nuts um mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of and i touched on this in my my video um there's a lot of competitive beasts out there now horrible fangry Obviously, you've got the fan favorites, Predator King, which might not be top end, but people love them. Um, it's orange pip with a bold on it. You don't see that very often. So yeah. I, th I think that's that's good, particularly for like Fangry and Horrible. But then you've got Skybike coming as well. And he's yeah. a beast in, in Flying Shark mode. So, you know, well, Skybike's not coming, he's here. Um, I've got him coming from, <laughs> from, from overseas when, when the order arrives, but. Yeah, I think he's um, he's gonna be nuts with his cards. Yeah, beast beasts needed a, a little bit of love because obviously there's certain things on them where you're like, oh, I don't know how this could work, how it could be interesting. But like, I'm looking at it now and I'm I'm kind of tempted. Like, I think Sharktacons have beast on them, if I can remember correctly. I can't remember off so, the top of my head. Um, so I feel like this card's incredible. I'm just gonna literally check while uh, while I figure out. I think they do. So. Here we go. So Nar is got Beast on it, and I believe, yeah, and so do the Shotcons. So they love Beast. Mode. And that slides into them. Um, you've also got like Wolfwire, and who's the other one I'm thinking of? Mindwipe from Wave 5. Yeah, Mindwipe. And then the Alligator. Skull Smasher. Skull Smasher, yes. So yeah, it seems like the, the, the good Wave 5 cards get an even nicer. Um, card in this set, you know, I think that's gonna be you're gonna see that a lot if you're against Fangry or Horrible, you're gonna see this card without a doubt. It's true, it is true. You, there are ways of stopping bold as well, so it's not too too scary. I feel it's just right. It's just, um, I feel like you will have to figure out about possibly sideboarding cards that stop bold or flipping more cards, so you could pretty much counter that. So oh, yeah, I feel oh, like the, exactly. There's plen plenty of, of counters like W5, Gyro Blaster, and, and you know, Dampening Field, and all that. And there is a caveat on this card as well, so it's not always bold four. Like, if the character you want to attack is not in bot or body mode, it does nothing. So, yeah. you know. You know, 100%. so if your opponent's gonna, your opponent can play around this card. They can flip back to alt mode, so you, so you're not in danger of getting bold four. Um, so, yeah. so you know, I think it's good. It's it's not just a straight bold four. It's got um, a caveat on it. So I, I think you know, it's it's nicely balanced, and that's designed by yeah. Mike, Michael King again. So yeah, that's that one. Madam Mike, right. Oh God, I had to have one with a weird name. I had to, didn't I? You did. Right. How the heck do I pronounce that? Like, do you want me to do it for you? <laughs> Go on, Dave. Yes, please. It's, yes, it's please. Cacophonous failure. 
Okay, Cacophonous Failure is the name of my card. There we go. I got it right. My dyslexia, I saw that and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, feel like the, the Homer Simpson meme of just walking back into the bush. was Yeah, totally. Totally. So, this card, it's green. It's a secret action, which is cool. Our first secret action in the set. And it says, reveal. As your opponent plays an action with no battle icons, when revealed, scrap that action. It has no effect. So basically, this is the jamming signal and in infiltration. Yeah, yeah. And there was there was another yeah. one, wasn't there, in wave five for, for white pips? I can't remember what it was called now. Yes. Overall. That card's coming on the screen. Over, overall. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. It's what it needs. Um, they're covering all the bases because you do need to have a secret action that can stop those things. Uh, so yeah, I feel like it's great. Green Pip is very useful. Obviously, it's searchable, but um, no battle icons. I feel like it's a nice sideboard card just because if you do see people playing characters like like you did, Dave, in the in our deck tech challenge with Barricade, uh, maybe even Skywarp uh, Wave Two that benefit from having no battle icons. Maybe this is the perfect counter for those with a with basic you know Definitely. sideboard stuff. Definitely. Well, actually, my, my video that goes live tomorrow um, is actually Claire playing with Wave 2 Skywarp. And I'll tell you what, nice. I would love to have Cacophonous Failure in my in my deck yesterday because I got wrecked by some of those blank yeah. cards. Um, you know, you think of all the good ones, like Ready for Action, uh, One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall, Blade Flurry, Supporting Fire. There's loads of quality um, blank cards, and they normally are very powerful because they have no battle icons. So... You know, this is this is like you say, it's a cyborg probably. Um, yeah. But definitely um, very good, and I like the green pip on it. It just means you're not having to draw it because I think that was a bit of a draw drawback with like infiltrate and and jam sig jam signals and all that. They you never seem to have them at just the right time. You kind of you know, do you know what I mean? Uh, I think Spy Master's Ruse helped out a bit, but this one having the green pip, I like that. Yeah, it works. Um... Yeah, not going to pronounce it, but yeah, the failure card is pretty good. So well done, Carl. Awesome. So uh, let's move. Move on to number eight then, sir. Yeah, I love the artwork on this one. Um, and it's it's kind of very G1 for me, like very reminiscent of, of the cartoon. And that's a cloaking screen uh, featuring Mirage. And it is a great piece of art sort of him, him sort of cloaking himself in his invisibility shield, which he does an awful lot in the first series. And it's a blue pip and it's got a ranged green pip. So that's interesting. It's an armor, plus one armor. And the upgraded character has stealth whilst untapped. I like that. That's, wow. that's good. Um, you know, you can fish that with the green pip and then put it on on someone that you just don't want to be attacked you know because quite often you think well once we wheel round um, they're just going to pick on that guy and he's nearly dead but you can drop this on him and unless they got an answer yeah they can't so no I like that it's good yeah yeah I feel I feel like this seems like a nice counter to some of the characters that are in this wave that can attack like untapped guys yes um yeah, and yeah, it just it just screams G one Mirage, just you know bringing up that hilarious orange grid, and then talking to Spike and everyone else, going like, "Hey, yeah, you can't see me in that." What other tricks can you do? Try this one, Spike. Now you see me. Now you don't. Hey, where'd Mirage go? Over here. Disappearing. That's the best disguise of all. So, um, yeah, I really like it. It gives you plus one defense and stealth. I think that's really, really good. 
Yeah. Um, and blue pip is, as well. It's got, you know, it's blue, so it's a defensive card with a blue pip as well. I like that. Yeah, and it's got the, the range symbol on it as well, so in the green, so that can be useful if you're using range characters like me all the time, which is great. <laughs> yeah, with your javelins and stuff. <laughs> I love it. I, I, feel, I feel like this is really, really, really tasty in a planes deck, to be honest. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's a nice piece of kit. So, nice design, Wes, from Powered by Primus. Adam Wes. And, uh, yeah, the artwork on this one's good as well, mate. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, this card's good. <laughs> I just saw this. This card's good. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I get another secret action, guys, and this is called Cloud Cover. Uh, it is a black, blue, and green pip. And, yeah, reveal. If one or more damage counters would be moved from one character to another, when revealed, damage counters can't be moved between characters this turn. This is, and I'm going to put it as bluntly as possible, the biggest middle finger to horrible ever. <laughs> it needed to happen. Yeah, it it's, needed to happen. Yeah, it's, it's de you know, horrible was, is horrible. There's no word about it. You go up against him and he can, you know, you can just chip away very quickly at characters. You know, you can do like, you know, two to three damage around, you know, maybe more if you're running brainstorms and that. It's just... Yeah, it's it needs to happen, and you know, there's other characters that it kind of hits like Windsweepers. Damage movement is very, very powerful, as you know. Yeah. Um, yep. You've also got Slipstream, obviously. Yeah. So, and there's you know, hit and runs play quite a bit, isn't it? You know, flips another mode, move a damage. So there's quite a few bits around. You know, even to you know, and the fact that it's got a green pip, you can possibly just run one of these main deck and play Spymaster's Roots and then you can just like have this in the bank for when they do try that, that nonsense and if they, yep. if you don't need it it's only one card it's easy to sideboard out 100% I feel like because um, I built a deck ages ago I think I just called it Secret Secret Black Ops and it basically used um, the Sky, sky Warp that allows you to keep getting secret actions from the, the KO area yeah yeah he's well, one of my faves your, your, yeah. your scrap sorry yeah it's um yeah, I feel like this is just perfect. I thought, you know, yeah, I think, I think, like I say, it's it's got good pips, and it's got a good effect, and it's relevant in the current environment. So I think that's going to see a lot of play. So Carl, that's that's spot on there, mate. I feel I feel like it needed to happen. There needed to be a card to counter like that, and just just other stuff like it's just basically moving damage it has become such a, a key thing with so many so many well let's just say in the meta of playing online tournaments and stuff you do see the same kind of characters recursion of just yeah i'm just gonna keep moving damage and moving damage and moving damage you know and it, and this is a big middle finger to all that stuff so hopefully um it can slow down horrible being his name but uh yeah i feel like it is going to be put in most people's decks if they allow the arc in those tournaments which they should so. yeah yeah definitely yeah. I, I i completely agree and it's it's a great card, so yeah, it's cool. Awesome source. Right, next one, sir. Well, this is for one of the big boys. You you, you did the whole um, character sort of profile on this on, on, the, on the previous episode, so this is his, his Enigma, so it's the Combaticon Enigma. Um, following the same pattern as all the Wave 2 Enigmas, it's just green pips, so no other battle icons. Um, and if you have Bruticus on the battlefield, he gets Pierce 2 to the end of turn, which, if memory serves, that would make him base Pierce 4, because he's yes. got Pierce 2 native. So yeah. that's a nice effect, you know, if you've already combined. Um, and then basically the um, 
the other part of the, the card is basically if if you want to combine combine sort of thing if if they're on the right modes and stuff so there's not not really too much to talk about here obviously they put bruticus in you're going to see this card and obviously it's going to be played if you're playing the combaticons i wonder if you run more than two of these just because the pierce two is quite relevant i think that's really really strong so we'll have pierce four it's, it's got a very good effect i think you know um to be honest mo, mo you know most of them had a reasonable effect post combine but you just don't see a lot of combiners played outside of casual circles because they're just not not very they're a lot of work to get them working but Brutus really does you know from experience again against my friend Nazumi like it hurts when he swings that t that opening swing is nasty yeah yeah I I I really like how how he is I haven't really looked at him as much uh, as some of the other combiners because there's some cards in this set and also in Way Five I've been looking I don't know why I keep going and trying to make Devastator work I think I'm just a glutton for punishment but um, yeah I feel Bruticus can be really really powerful it's just going to be really interesting how you kind of build him because it's kind of like almost like a tricolor you want to run him possibly with all the all the other guys how many fun shenanigans they can do so. Yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to see see what comes out of, of deck building. You know, the the version I went against was very heavy black. Um so I was just taking the damage every time they swung, it didn't matter whether they were combined or not, it was just like I was always taking the hit. Um but it'd be interesting to see how how other people build their builds. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Cool. Okay. Um Wow. Okay, this card is great and it's also busted with one character i'm just saying so i've been given a cosmic rust cannon it's a black pip icon it's an upgrade it's a weapon it has plus four attack guys plus four attack and then it says when the upgraded character attacks do one damage to it after the battle do one more damage to that character unless you scrap an upgrade from it so it's very theme and i'll always well i can say it because i know dave hates them as well you michael bay for making <laughs> sentinel 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 prime kills ironhide with a rust cannon uh, a cosmic rust cannon and now it's in the game and I'm, I'm gonna say i think this card is stupidly good with sound blaster yeah. stupidly good that's the first thing i thought of with with um this card i was like yeah that's gonna be nuts on sound blaster um mm. also it's gonna be good with that horrible horrible um <laughs> you know it, it, it's very good even if you're not running sound blaster it, you can play grenade launcher and this and fusion borer that's a lot of high impact damage it's true i feel like this card also is would be really interesting with the new sideswipe just because of the plus four yes definitely yeah it's just a great it's a very very good aggro card but it's it's good in blue decks as well you know given Given Major Shockwave, or you know one of the other characters like Captain Jetfire or whatever, you're like, okay, I'll just have plus it's a big four. gun. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I like it. I think it's a very very strong piece of kit. And if you don't want to keep it, you just scrap it. And it's a grenade launcher. Yeah. I really think it's quite interesting. I, yeah, I I feel there's a few characters that love this, but then I feel like 
with the design of black pit weapons they've all been really interesting so we had crowbar which obviously you scrap immediately but it's dual uh, black pip then you've got the rr disruptor blade which is a black pip and then you can get rid of it so it just fits that design space of if it's a black pit weapon it seems to have some sort of negative effect but a risk reward with it as well yeah so, definitely pretty good and yeah there's definitely the reward um <laughs> it's going to outweigh weigh the risk most of the time, you know. I'll take one, maybe two, but you you get slapped, so they, it seems seems very strong. Yeah, yeah 100%. Good. And uh, well, well designed, uh, Power by Primus team. Good job. Um, uh, yeah, I really like it. I think it's really cool. So, uh, yeah, Dave, uh, let's get straight into the next card. Okay, this one's called Crack Back. Um, it's a blue and green secret action. Um, Optimus Prime... You know, do, do one of his trademark yeah. punches to the artwork. Um, so uh, it's revealed when one of your characters defends and you, and you flip battle cards. If the defender's armor is greater than the attacker's attack, do damage to the attacker equal to the difference. Oh my god. Yeah. That's, um, that could be... Because it's not the base armor, it's your final armor, isn't it? After the blue flips, is it? Blue, blue decks are great. Tanks are great. Uh, it's a good card. Mm, I can see some sort of big swings coming from this because you can surprise people with it, and they're you know they attack with their little guy. I think I'm just going to chip a couple of damage through, and you know I'll, I'll you know I've, I've got seven armor this this time because my flips, and I'll, I'll do four damage to you or whatever. You know, you can do some nasty stuff with that. For yeah, definite. you can. Oh my days, it's really interesting. And you can you know you. You hold that under a spy again. I say this every single secret action. Now, Spy Master's Ruse is such a good card because you can just hold this till the time is right until they do get that that whiff on the attack or the attack with one of their little guys, and you block a load of uh, and you just go right now. Now is the time I'm going to reveal this. You know, it's a cool, cool piece of design, and I, you know, I like my secret actions anyway. So they they the kind of like the closest thing really that Transformers has got compared to like Magic and its instance and its sort you know sort of like those sort of instant speed effects. Because there's not many in Transformers, so I like that design of the secret action. Yeah, awesome, good job, RJ. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, cool. You're up. Okay, so uh, next action for me is oh, one of the the crazy equipments for Scorponok. It's called Crushing Claws, and uh, yeah, if you uh, if you like um, uh, Shockwave, I, th I think you should look away now. The image is very scary. <laughs> so it's a blue pip. It's an upgrade, it's a weapon, it gives you plus two attack, and it states on the card, up to two crushing claws can fit into one of Scorponok's weapon slots. And then when the upgraded character attacks, if you have no other characters and flip at least a orange, black, and blue, do one damage to each enemy. Yeah, that's a, that's a great piece of kit, isn't it, for the Titan? <laughs> It rewards it rewards playing Scorponok, but it also rewards that um, it because you always have like if you have a weapon, that's kind of like the only things that normally stack were like attack drones. Shoulder holster allows you to play another weapon of some sorts. This this benefits you for having two of them. So I really like that design space. So well done, Salty, who obviously designed Scorponok as well. Um, but yeah, I feel it really does benefit uh, benefit the big guy to be honest. Yeah, well, I, I, that second ability as well on the card, you know, the, the splash damage, um, you know, is, is very reminiscent, isn't it, of um, Fort Max. So it's nice to see that he's got an ability that does something very similar when you flip the multicolor. So you, 
you're going to be like when you build Metroplex, like when you build Trypticon and, and the other big guys. You generally tend to run like mixed pip decks just to give them a bit of resilience as well because yeah, they they can get you know sort of taken down, particularly against an aggro deck. So I like that, and that hurts that these little wide teams that we're seeing quite often as well. You know, sort of the four wide plus, um, particularly with like the Titans and stuff as well. You know, you can you can be up against a lot of characters, can't you? So, um, I like that. Yeah. I like the splash damage. So, yeah, nice one, Salty. Yeah, good job, Salts. Right, Dave, your card. Ah, uh, it's great. It's got it's got one of my favorite <laughs> favorites on here. This from from arguably uh, my my favorite of the things about Transformers, and that is the movie. Uh, it's designed by um, Matifer. Um, love this card. I think the design is fantastic. Dare to believe. Orange pit for cars, blue pit for trucks. Uh, action, draw a card, and then when the catch gets bolt one to the end of the turn. I like that. It's just like a little replacement, you know, um, sort of cantrip card um, with, with like a small um, you know, attack bonus onto it. I think you're really going to be playing this, though, because of the dual pip. Um, particularly, obviously, Rodimus Prime is a car truck no nova star can make a car and truck and then obviously if your deck's built around that theme you, you're never going to be really sad to see dare to believe on the flip so i think yeah it's a, a lovely lovely um bit of design there from matifer because it's going to be great in those kind of archetypes without being another orange blue card in the environment you know which multiple decks can take because you're not going to take this if you're not playing those things yeah i feel i feel like um it might be interesting because Obviously, there's certain characters that like having X amount of flips, so it could be interesting because it allows you card draw, which is quite interesting. So it can benefit, I don't know, I'm just thinking off the top of my mind, it can fit a benefit like Metroplex, but obviously for the flip aspect, not obviously for attacking or defending. But yeah, I really like the design aspect, drawing cards, giving bold one. Yeah, this card was obviously made for Rodimus Prime. That guy is incredibly powerful, guys. I've I've slowly like we're recording this a week after we recorded the marathon, which is our character episode. And yeah, I've I've come round on him, Salty. I haven't I haven't gone and seen a psychologist yet, but I have come <laughs> around on him. Yeah, he's he's really good, and I feel like this card just complements that character really, really well. Yeah, I think Rodimus is is fantastic. I'm really He's probably going to be one of the first things I build um, alongside um, Bumblebee because I really want to play him as well. But I think, yeah, Dare to Believe is... Uh, and it's almost like we'll come to the others as we go through, but all the cards that have been designed for a character, um, whether it's Galvatron or Rodimus or whatever, they all really seem very flavorful as well. And I like how they've yeah. captured that. You know, they've captured the... You know, obviously Dare, Dare is... is one of the iconic songs from the movie so just have that line from the song as the card name love it spot on awesome sauce right okay so um i've got uh, the next card it's called death to the weak it's uh, another battle icon so uh, as i always say must be powerful because most cards without battle icons are pretty strong so it's an action and it says you may ko one of your characters that has five stars or fewer if you do do three damage to an enemy and repair three damage to one of your other characters. So, my instant thought is combiners really hilariously love this. Yeah, I, 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 when I look at this card, I'm like, Trypticon is gonna love this card, and I love Trypticon, and I, w I want him to work. So, 
you know, just yeah. seeing, oh, I'll, I'll KO my revenge ability guy, repair some damage, shoot you for some damage, and then give Trypticon, you know, the, it's just, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's the ability of, um, you can, it basically is Trypticon's ability, I believe, in dino mode, I think. Yeah, you you eat a guy, don't you? And then you can either repair, repair three, three damage or get plus three attack, which is very similar to obviously just doing, yeah. So just you could basically flip. Yeah, if you have two of his guys on the board, you can KO. If you flip to bug bot mode, KO one of the guys, gain three health or three attack, and then you can play this card, KO another one, and then basically gain three health and then do three damage to an enemy. Seems really strong. Yeah. Seems really strong in the I think so. build idea. I think my only disappointing part of the card is the fact it doesn't have a picture of Father Christmas on it, because I don't know if you <laughs> I don't know if you watched Dan, Dan's um, um, Father Christmas episodes last year, uh, <laughs> so you can see where where Adam's got that line from. But yeah, I was I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, why is it not got Father Christmas on it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's good. I think it's great design again by Adam from Blues on Attack. Good job. Um, yeah, the artwork, it makes sense. Like, obviously, Scorponok's the big boy of the deck to have that artwork on there. I personally probably would have had something a little bit more different, maybe. But then, that's just me. Because, um, obviously, I like seeing all the big boys get something. So, maybe seeing something on there that was, you know, re relevant that might be coming in the next wave. Or, you know, teasing something like that with this card could have been interesting. But, yeah, I'm fine with the uh, custom artwork by Jamie. I have no issues. Definitely. Um... And it sort of fits with Scorpion not being in the set as well. So I think I think it was one of the early spoilers from the wave, wasn't it? Death to the Week. I think so. And I was like, hmm, that's Scorponok's hand or claw. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, we haven't had him yet. Maybe we will. So yeah, um, it's a cool card though. I really, I, I think it's going to help out, like like I say, Trip quite a lot. Um, but yeah, the next one we can, we're kind of staying on theme here, aren't we? We are, definitely. Holy cow. Because this card is the Electro Stinger of Scorponok. Um, it's a white pip. And if memory serves, Scorponok's allowed to start with one of these on him, isn't he? He is, yes. In the character video, you saw this card flash up a little bit, guys, because we didn't want to talk too much about the character cards. But um, I mean about the battle cards, sorry. But yeah, he starts with one of these on him. Yeah, it's a utility as well, so he can get his, uh, his big claws as well. Um, Pierce 2 can't be scrapped by your opponent's cards. And while he has Crushing Claws and Zarek Shield, he gains an additional Pierce 3. So that's cool. And I, you know, Salty's designed all the, all the bits for Scorponok, and he said in their spoiler video about, you know, it's like a, a, a jigsaw puzzle. You're trying to get all the pieces on him, and when you do, it feels awesome because you just crush things. And I think, you know, being able to start with that, it, it, Pierce 2's a good effect, but it's not busted. Um, but you get everything on it. Pier 7, now that is scary. It is, uh, but it also makes sense that it can't be scrapped because I don't think anyone could cut off Scorponok's tail unless you're like a Fortress Maximus or something. So it just makes theme so well. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's, it's a great card and it's nice that it, it can be fished at the start of the game by him. I, I think, you know, it's just part of the puzzle's already there and you're not going to lose it. No. So, you, you, yeah, because I believe there's two others. We've already talked about uh, the Crushing Claws, so we haven't seen Zarek's shield yet, but, um, yeah, it is basically like 
it is Voltron. He basically has designed like a Voltron thing of make sure you've got all the upgrades because if you do, it rewards you for having everything. Yeah, it's it's going to be cool. And, and like I say, it's going to be a challenge to, to get it all together. And once you do, it's going you know, to be cool. I, you know, I like it a lot. I think all, all of the stuff that's been designed for Scorponok is really cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like it. I think it's awesome. I've already got ideas because obviously Dave and me are going to do a kaiju battle again at some point. So... Hopefully, um, during this, after this lockdown, we can figure something out. That'd be awesome. But yeah, uh, yeah, Kaiju Battle number two is coming. Scorpion yeah. versus Fort Max. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we worst case scenario, we can just do it via webcam, can't we? So, hundred percent. Be fine. We, we can we can do that. So that's all good. So yeah, um, like every time we we flip to another color, I'm like, oh, this one's awesome as well. So yeah, <laughs> you're up, dude. Yeah, yeah. I I um I really like this card. I really, really do. Uh, it's called Energon's Sword. The artwork's awesome because it's my boy. Um, he doesn't look like Casey Jones. So, um, congrats. Congrats <laughs> on the, the correct um, art selection, guys. Just saying is all. Um, so, yeah, Bludgeon, obviously, in Wave, in the Wave it came out in. Oh, my God. It just, yeah. Just looked like Casey Jones from... From Turtles. <laughs> from Turtles every day. I, I just couldn't get over it. But anyway, it's a blue icon, Energon Sword. It's an upgrade weapon put on melee characters only. And when the upgraded character attacks and you flip at least two blue, the defender's base becomes zero during this battle. And you get plus one attack for it. First thing that comes out in my my idea for this is this will be put as an auto include in a Dinobot deck that I've built, which is a, a mixed pip deck between orange and blue because most of them are melee and this makes them just hit even harder. Um, it's just phenomenal. I really like it. It pushes blue decks back into the front fold because they, they've really, not to be honest, they've been screwed over by Pierce and how great Pierce is. But yeah, some of the cards in this deck have really, really pushed blue, hopefully back to the back to the forefront, which is kind of nice to see because orange and black is really strong and like blue is just kind of like a meh at the moment because of Pierce. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I, th I think, it's, like you say, just the ability... Uh, of you know if you flip two blues their base harm becomes zero you know like it's not going to be a, a lot of extra damage but it's going to be extra damage and, and if you think about you know if, if someone's got two armor you just switch that off that that turns this this card from a plus one attack to a plus three effectively so you know i think i think it's good and like you say it helps those blue decks out yeah it's it's awesome i, I feel like it's a, a possible scorpionock include just because you want to run mixed pips with him and uh could be really interesting because you can focus and change up the results and stuff so yeah just saying go down to zero and like okay cool i'm eight and including this is nine and i've only and i'm about to do flips uh with that so it could be quite educational for your defender to just take a chunk of damage oh be definitely very, very strong definitely that was done by Jamie as well. Jamie, come on, man, stop, stop, stop knocking cards out the park. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's well. To be fair, the whole design team have have worked very hard on this set, and you can tell because the quality of the cards is very high. Yep. So yeah, yeah completely. It's another good design from Jamie there. So the next one is Feral Tenacity, and that's an orange pip card. It's an armor. Can only go on Predacons or Beasts. Uh, when the upgraded character takes damage, put one Rage counter on this. So that's that's something new. We've not really had counters put on cards 
No, I don't. I don't believe so. You know, no, you, there you've, was you've, a... you've obviously got the tower for Devastate, but that's not. You know, there's a separate card yeah, that sits on the side. Was... So it's interesting to see. This is obviously ported from like the MTG design because they use counters an awful lot. Counters for this, counters for that. Um, so it's interesting. So put a rage counter on this card. Um, the upgraded character gets plus one attack for each rage counter on this. At the end of your turn, remove all range counters from this. So yeah, plus one armor as well. I like that. You know, you you yeah. hurt, hurt my um, guy. He gets angry and he swings back. You know, and if you if you outnumber the the beast player and then you swung at him two or three times to try and kill him and you don't, when he swings back, he's gonna come in for for a bit more. So yeah, that's cool. Like nothing broken. Um, solid. It's an armor, and it helps those orange decks out because obviously they generally tend to take damage on on the defense. So just giving them that extra punch to hit back a little bit harder is nice. Yeah. Um. It'd be interesting to see this because I I'm reading this card and I'm feeling with with the ability of having rage counters on this. I'm assuming on the card. Could you then do like quartermaster and flip that to someone else so they can get those plus ones? Yes, you could. That's pretty interesting. I really like that ability because maybe Headstrong likes this card a little bit, maybe and some other stuff because of Predacons. I'm thinking, but yeah, yeah, Beasts as well. It's it's really interesting. I like it. It's it's kind of interesting. I, I think I think it's worth trying out and seeing how it works because obviously if you've got like you know your Kamian crashes and other stuff like that when you want to play all the actions in the world, you could really beast up a character by just damaging this and just gaining all these plus one attacks to go all out it just seems right it just feels really good definitely because you know, it's not just attack damage it's any damage and so you're right there with the old canyon crash and all all that and sort of trying to pull another card off the top of my head and i can't but there's a oh, magnetic dysfunction ray for example there you go um, you know um there's a lot of cards out there that are highly playable now and you you know if you've taken if that character's taken damage previous round and then you can ping again and get like plus two plus three attack Quite, quite easily yeah. out of this. Oh, 100%. Like mag uh, like this on a beast, and it possibly is an Autobot as well. Like Magnetic Dysfunction Ray gives it plus two, and then Camion Crash, there's another three. You know, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I, re I think it's I think it's worth uh, worth trying out. So, Carl, good, good design, man. Good design. Definitely. It's nice to see them exploring a bit of design that isn't from, from the original Wizards of the Coast design for the game. Do you know what I mean? Having counters added is, is is nice to see them trying something new yeah 100 100 you need to you need to uh, change the game up a little bit and add in this i feel is kind of nice it kind of gives them it's like their unique card which i think is really cool yeah definitely and uh, wow yeah this is, this so, is another beastly one in it it's horrible <laughs> this is ridiculous okay so guys um i've got grimlock sword so um, it's an orange and black icon. It's an upgrade weapon. You can put it on Dinobots only. Gives you bold three and pierce three. Three attack as well as plus one defense. But the downside, here you go. Um, one's a joke, one's real. Uh, the real one is that it's two stars. The downside, matter first, stop creating crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, Matt. This is, well, uh, we've talked about I, uh, K uh, Grim Grimlock King in the first episode, like, you basically put this on him. He's bold six, pierce three, plus three attack. He's hitting like a Mack truck. Mm. Like, it's mad. It's quite frightening. And and even if it's not King Grimlock, if it's wave one Grimlock, 
that plus three damage and the bold on top of that you know and if you've done some flip shenanigans like roll out or whatever and then flipping back to i'm going to steamroll mode oh he, he can just cleave his way through <laughs> you know one or two characters it's horrible it's you can put it on any Dinobot as well, which is the most interesting thing. So I'm, obviously you've got the Wave 1 and the Wave 2 Dinobots. You've got Grimlock in this set. But the most interesting one I can think of off the top of my head is Clobber. Like, this is interesting for Headmasters. Yeah, do you know what? I hadn't even thought of that. I hadn't even yeah. thought of Clobber. Oh. 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 Perceptor <laughs> with this is scary. Oh, horrible. Oh, <laughs> fangry. Oh, no. <laughs> I, feel, I feel I might have... Um, Give Dave a Vietnam flashback, maybe. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, no, that's good. That'd be gnarly. Oh, but yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, Clubber. We forget about him. There is that balance, isn't it? It's a star card and it costs two. So, yes, it's an amazing weapon, but it's eating up two of your stars. So, um, nice to see the balance there as well. Uh, Matt, I think it's a great, crazy design space. It makes Grimlock do feel like a king and just punch really, really hard. It's quite interesting because it's like he's. He was 14, wasn't he? He was. So that would be, what, 16 stars. So you'd have 16. nine left. Well, technically, well, technically, you could do 15 because you... No, you couldn't. Heroic Spotlight doesn't work with it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> but yeah, Grimlock Sword. Awesome. It, not, you know, nonetheless, it's going to be horrible. If when you do go up, when that is on the table opposite you, you're going to be like, oh my God, that's going to hurt. So yeah, and it should. It's Grimlock, you know. Grimlock, you know, he's king. Yeah, he is king. He is he is the king. So we're about halfway through uh, the battle cards so far, guys. So hopefully you're enjoying it and seeing some of the shenanigans that are on the screen. If you're uh, watching on the YouTube's, if you're listening to the audio medium, um, yeah, sorry you don't get to see all these pretty pictures. But hopefully you're enjoying the music and our commentary. Just saying is all. <laughs> so Dave, let's get straight into card number twenty again. Your favorite boy. Yeah, one of my faves again, and. Uh, this just exactly what he needed i think this is is brilliant for him and for other combiners certainly the autobot ones and bruticus because he's not a decepticon technically um, and it's the hm laser cannon it's a blue pip card it's a weapon can't be put on decepticons when you put this on a guardian or a character in combiner mode do two damage to each enemy plus one attack um, Matifer again. That's in. That's a great card. That's nuts. Um, it's two two splash damage. You know, I think that's one of the things that um, once a combiner has combined, or you're playing Amiga Supreme or, or whatever, um, it is daunting when you've got one swing per turn, but they've got like three or four. So having something that does that sort of splash damage, and um, you know, you might even be able to pick one two characters off of that you know if, if you've got a couple of characters on low health and your opponent puts down that hm laser cannon all of a sudden you're you're you've lost two of your guys that's that's gonna make you cry it's uh i, I feel like it's uh, for obviously for obviously omega supreme uh, benefits a ton from this and the so do the combiners but it feels like a like a heavy duty hovercraft which is awesome yeah like yeah it, it's, it's super cool yeah it's exactly what it feels like and I, you know i like the flavor that it is an autobot car that decepticons can't just yoink definitely um have, have designed that well i think because it's definitely geared towards um amiga supreme and 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 not 
being stolen by Decepticons. So yeah, that's cool. Love the card metaphor. Yeah, I, f I feel also maybe this is the first card to actually have the Guardian logo on it as well. Yeah, apart from the actual <laughs> um, yeah, promo Amiga Supreme himself. Yeah, it's nice to see a card interact with him that way. Right. Okay. So the next card. So in the in the art group, supposedly there is an Easter egg in here that I haven't seen. So I can't understand it, but it's uh, nothing's going to stand in your way. Um, obviously, very iconic music's probably being played right now in the background right now. <laughs> uh, obviously, very very iconic from from the movie. It's a white and green pit. It's an action, and it's quite quite interesting. So one of your characters gets pierced one until the end of turn. If this is the third, nothing's going to stand in our way. You've played this turn untap one of your characters with 12 or fewer stars and obviously in the bottom it says you may play another nothing's going to stand in your way so this this obviously fits in the trifecta of war of attrition-esque and um so oh, the one the one that's got um shrapnel and rumble sonic on scramble sonic scramble that's the word yeah, I really like this, and I can't figure out where the Easter egg is, supposedly, in this. Now, let's see, I'm looking as well. and Yeah, I don't know where it is. Like, I, I, I bet you, as soon as they tell someone it is, they'll be like, oh, yeah, there it is. I, I think this is fantastic. Um, being a Cars player, um, obviously, I like this. It, it's uh, a ready-for-action <laughs> that you can fish. It's a better than ready-for-action, because it's not 10 stars, it's 12. Yes, and it's not got a blank pip. And it gives the yeah. character Pierce. So if you played all three, you're going to get Pierce 3 untap. Seems good. In a, a vacuum, ready for action's better. But this, um, once you've assembled it all, it can do some crazy stuff. And like you say, it's 12 stars rather than 10. So that's very interesting. I love it, and it's it's from the movie, so you know I'm, I'm slightly biased. It, it's 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 true. It's uh, that's a hundred percent true. I feel like it's beneficial because obviously you're building up for it. So obviously certain cards really screw this over. Um, Counter espionage being one of them. Um, but but I feel like you will put this in a cards deck probably because it is a white pip. So you want to flip more cards if you're doing bold and hitting hard and stuff like that. So there is that possibility of getting it. So um, yeah, I'm I'm. I love the name of the card, but I know for a fact I'm not going to enjoy playing it against you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, I'll be playing against you for, for definite. So, yeah, <laughs> love it. I love it. Yeah, I feel too. Good job, Matt. Good job, Matt. Good job. So, uh, yeah, back to you then, Dave, for the next card. It's, a, it's no surprise that Nick designed this one because it's the particle cannon of Galvatron. Um, blue pip, green pip, weapon. Put on Galvatron only. Um, I like that. Um, that is, this is Galvatron's gun. No one else can have it. Uh, bold one, plus two attack. So, kind of a bit like backup beam for Galvatron. You know, it's got a bold one, but it's got the plus two. Um, I like it. It's a solid bit of design. You know, one thing that the fusion cannon of Megatron never had going for it was the fact it you just didn't really see it. You know, you didn't want to play three in a deck because it was only good on Megatron. And, yep. you know the green pip kind of fixes that obviously the fusion cannon was designed before green pip was in the game but i really like this card um so it's a again solid bit of design from nick there and it really sort of captures the sort of what he was trying to do with galvatron and notably it's two pips which triggers off galvatron's ability now and if you're trying to assemble that overwhelming advantage as well it's it's a very you know i think you're going to play 
if you're playing Galvatron and want to go that route, you're going to play this over backup thing. 100%. 100%. I feel... I, f- I really like this card. I feel like the fusion cannon of Megatron and this are both really good. I feel like if the Wizards could have gone back, they would have put a green pip on that card. It probably wouldn't have been busted. You know, it helps Megatron out. But... Um, yeah, Particle Cannon of Galvatron. So iconic. Who doesn't want to get killed by a pine cone? Seriously. <laughs> like, every time I saw it, it's just, like, ridiculous. But, yeah, uh, Bold One, it helps also, again, like, we keep talking about it, overwhelming. It helps that out a little bit. It's, it's on par, I would say, with um, with Backup Beam, just because Backup Beam gives you Bold Two, but this gives you Bold One, but it gives you that plus two attack. So, yeah, you're kind of leaning towards possibly this if you're going to do that with Galvatron more. So that's great. So that's really, really cool. And I'm just I'm just trying to think now. Um, yeah, you, you run this and then you've got Terrifying Resilience. So you're already four colors in. And that's then you it. just need a white, white thing. Just the cra- crown or um, oh, was it the personal targeting drone or whatever it is from Wave 3? Yeah, the backup bag and stuff like that. You can easily do it. You could easily Definitely. do it quite easily with uh, with Overwhelming. That's really interesting. So yeah, good job. Good job, Nick. Right. What? <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, I get, I get a car thing, maybe. I don't know. It's called Racing Stripes. Um, it's a blue card. Uh, it's got a blue icon. It's got an armor uh, as an upgrade. So, put only on motorbikes, sentinels, or stunticons. That's a really interesting mix of characters. Just saying. So, when you flip battle uh, cards while this upgraded character defends, until the end of battle, the upgraded character gets plus uh, armor equal to half the number of different battle icons you flipped this battle rounded up. Do that much damage to the attacker. What? <laughs> it, 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 um, it reminds me of some early magic cards where, like, they're about, you know, a short novel on, on one card. There's a lot of text there. But it's interesting. Like, for me, I think one of the key design things here is although it's got a picture of jazz on it, um, it's not able to norm- normally go on cards. So the only cards that can go on are the Sentinel ones or the Stunticons. And I think that's a nice bit of balance, because can you imagine this in a cars deck? Oh, no, this would be busted. This would be bu- This would be no battle icons if it was a cars card. It's nice to see that they've given the Sentinels and Stunticons and also motorcycles who, you know, you've got some really cool motorbikes in the game. You, you've got RC, you've got um, Chromia, Flame War, obviously, and then um, Retgar now as well. So be interesting to see where this fits in there and that again rewarding i like rewarding mixed pip decks because you don't see quite often decks are like heavy aggro or heavy defense aren't they unless it's metroplex or something so it's quite yeah. nice to see that sort of like, we're going to reward you from playing lots of different things if you think about it, you, you run this with wedge formation and assault formation yeah you would yeah you would and it's going to be it's going to be really good and so i'm just trying to think so if you were to flip like so you're going to do the maximum you could do would be three damage back to the attacker and get plus three armor but that's pretty good and i think that's again there's a bit of balance in the card because it's an armor that actually doesn't give you any armor it's based on what you flip um but you're always going to get plus one armor so even if you only um, flip one color you're going to get plus one armor because it's rounded up yeah it feels it feels very themed just with motorbikes and the stunticons obviously motorbikes are really sketchy like vehicles so that's quite interesting Stunticons are all about like just well whenever they seem to show up in the cartoon they're just trashing car parks or whatever 
Um, it's, it's interesting to see Sentinels get love as well because we haven't seen seen them in a while. They were a big deal back in Wave 2 and that seems miles, like millions of light years away that Sentinels were a thing. So that's kind of cool to see them get some love. Yeah, definitely. And I really like Optimus Maximus. You know, I think, like you say, it, it's a long time since you've really seen him. You know, I, you know, I occasionally put him on, on, on the table just for a laugh, but you, you haven't seen him in any sort of relevance, have you? Okay, next card, Dave. So there's a lot of big boy love in this one, isn't there? There's a lot of cards yeah. that are really helping out the big guys. And this one's called Resilience. It's a green pip. Action. Repair five damage from one of your characters that has 19 stars or more. Five damage. Then put this card in your KO area. Um, that is fantastic. Love it. Love I, knew, it. I, knew, I knew you would. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it yeah, again, we were sort of touched on it earlier. It's like big, big guys, because you're only one tall, quite often you're overwhelmed by multiple attacks from lots of other smaller bots. So quite often your damage racks up quicker than you can pick off their characters. So this is going to be fantastic. And I like the fact it KOs afterwards as well. So it, whilst it's bloody good and it's got a green pip, um, it's not it's not going to be coming around all the time. You know, the most you're going to see is three times in one game. Yeah. I, I um, yeah, you guys know I love big boys. And it's always interesting, like, just having such a huge health total um, and then going like, oh, I need a repair. That's kind of unfortunate. Um, thinking about it just now as like a, a, a competitive mindset. Maybe maybe one in Metroplex, but Trypticon loves this card more, I think. Yeah, Trypticon loves this. To be honest, Scorponok's going to love it. Omega, yeah, Omega, I think Omega even, even Fort Max as well. Yeah, any, any deck that has a big character in it you're going to play at least one of this if not two maybe three um yeah like I, you say like you said metro maybe not because obviously you're bothered about your colored pips and yeah fort max as well it's obviously he wants to be flipping blue white and orange black doesn't he so yeah um but it's great it's a great piece of design and so it's so nick's nailed it there i think with with this one i think it definitely gives the the larger characters i think you're going to see them become more of a thing They've had a lot of love, um, and I know Alpha Trion protocols have been trying to do stuff. They're in beta testing at the moment, aren't they? For their kind of like combinary um, cards. Yep. You know, it's nice to see both um, groups that are developing these cards working on the same sort of lines, the same sort of mindset. Like, you know, these characters being marginalised over like you know waves three, four, and five. You know, they're kind of being pushed to the to the one side because you haven't really seen that many of the big guys have you apart from maybe Fort Max who I know Christian Young's been smashing face online with that but it's nice to see see them get get that um, five repair because that's a big chunk of damage to repair it is if you think about it it's almost like a third on Fort Max it's like a it's, it's a quarter of um, Scorponok I think he's 25 so yeah you know it's yeah um, yeah so hats off to you Christian as well like representing the big boys smashing face with Fort Max good job bro <laughs> but yeah I really like it Good job, Nick. Um, yeah, we, uh, I'm, I'm so excited the big boys are getting love. I, I love it whenever something Titan-esque or some combiner thing gets love because they, they, they're, they're, like when they when it was happening in the in the whole competitive meta, like these are big mother truckers. These should like punch really hard. How are they getting nibbled to death by these stupid little things? They shouldn't they shouldn't go down to these things, honestly. So Yeah, it's nice to see them have, have something that can help them stay alive long enough to, to 
to maybe sort of carry the game sort of thing yeah cool next one this is a great card wow Okay, yeah. Uh, scan the vaults. It is an action card. It is blue. It is green. Um, it is draw a card. Then draw a card for each scan the vaults in your scrap pile. This was created by... Oh, it's Dan. Good old Dan. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's no longer a part of Blues on the Tap, but it's great to see that Dan got to create a card. I like that. Definitely. And it feels so magic-y. I love it. And also... I keep thinking, man. This this card, daring escape, man. It's it's very very good. Um, you know, there's been cards in Magic like this, so obviously you can see where Dan's drawn his inspiration. Um, the big difference between this and Magic is obviously in Transformers, you fill up your scrap pile just by playing, like just by flipping and battling. So the the, the potential for this to net some serious card advantage is is, is very high. I think this is a one of the standout cards from this this arc set it's gonna i'm gonna play the hell i, I you know pick this over pep talk hands down there's no argument there fair play fair play i unlike this in um in a hilarious insecticon build that i'm trying to get bombshell to work i feel this is an auto include in that getting more card advantage to do just ko's would be stupid <laughs> so yeah i'm excited about it so thanks dan love card draw cards love it good job Right, Dave, so we are now moving on to a, a thing I uh, I love because I saw it in the video, spoiler video, so just 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 talk away, Dave. <laughs> it's Shot to Mace. Um, it's one of Adam's cards from Blues on Attack again. Black Pip card, upgrade weapon. Uh, when the up after, sorry, not when, after the upgraded character attacks, scrap this card. If the upgraded character is a Shot to then put this on one of your other Sharpticons instead. Plus two attack. Obviously, you can get quite a few Sharpticons on the board at the same time. You can get Gnor and um, three of his little cronies. So I love this card, just not just because it's Sharpticon Maze, but it's just Sharpticons in general. I like the design space. It's like Crowbar, but it benefits you for playing the theme of Sharpticons. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's just going to hop along. Hop, if, you don't, if you don't kill the character with it on... Um, after he's attacked, it's just going to hop along down the line, and and every character is going to benefit from that. And then it can the following round can go back down the line, sort of thing. And you can play three of them, so that's like, just yeah, that's that's really good. I think it's I think it's fun. Obviously, with crowbar, you got the two pierce pips, but you get two attack with this, so I think it's still really strong. And just one black pip, and just the idea of it, like. I'm going to hit him with a mace. No, now you can hit him with this mace. No, now you can hit him with this mace. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it, it kind of fits that sort of swarm horde mentality that the Sharktacons have, as a, you know, from a flavor perspective. So it really, not only is it a nice gameplay design, it's also a nice f bit of flavor chucked in there. So Adam, that's great, great card. Awesome. Well done, Adam. I just I just love the Sharktacons, mate. I'm excited to, to play them and... Hopefully, maybe in the not too distant future, I get to have a game again. Hopefully, you. when all this madness is over, we can we can all meet up and hang out and play cards. So, uh, the next card. Oh, oh yes, yeah. Oh, uh, to quote Churchill. Oh yes, I love this. <laughs> oh yes. Ring Churchill now. I love this card. I love this card. Okay, so this is Spoils of War. It's a black pip card. It's an action, and it says choose up to five of your characters. If they share a trait, repair one damage from all of them. So this benefits combiner teams across the board. Kind of hurts um, Devastator because obviously that's six, but it doesn't matter because choose up to five of your characters and repair one. That's incredible. 
really really good yeah i like it i like it a lot and to be fair you can play it with constructor cons because normally one of them will be dead by the time you play this card anyway because they're so little um uh, yeah <laughs> shots fired at uh, shots fired at constructor cons i feel sad violins are being played in the background poor guys why are they so trash we need a new one guys wave two please that's it wave two of the art can we please have a good devastator we'll campaign we'll campaign this is it <laughs> um but yeah it's again it's 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 nice because it's on theme for the Combaticon, so it's it's helping them out as a combiner team, but it's also a black pip which they want. So I, I like it. Yeah, I'm um, I I'm just gonna zoom on the video because it looks hilarious. I just love the fact that there's a guy in front of Braun who looks like he's just bunny hopped over his laser. I really approve of that. <laughs> I approve of that artwork. Yeah, it's it's cool. I, it's just it, it's a, a great great card like all around. It's. It's not a ridiculously overpowered effect, you know, but it's like a repair. Effectively, it's a repair bay, isn't it? But a black pit repair bay. Yeah, it's a, it's awesome. It's really, really cool. And it can work in so many different things, not just because we've only just focused on combiners. It can work, dare I say, in planes decks. It can work really well in Dave's favorite cars. It can yeah. work in trucks. It can work in any format if it, it rewards you for playing multiples of the same kind of traits. So it's awesome. Yeah. So it's a, it's a boost for tribal decks, effectively, isn't it? So that's, yeah. that's a nice design there from from Michael King and uh, Jamie again from from the old Power by Primus team. So yeah, I like it. Madam boys, right? Moving on to oh, you got some bling bling, Dave. You got some bling I, I bling. I can't wait to play this card. I cannot wait. It's Star Screams Cape. Um, like what? What is it like? Like seventies and eighties, capes were like the thing, weren't they? Every every every. Every franchise had someone in a cape. 100% true, but we got to remember as well, from The Incredibles, never wear a cape. Oh, he had a great look. Oh, the cape and the boots. No capes. November 15th to 58. <laughs> All was well, another day saved, when his cape snagged on a missile. Thunderhead was not the brightest ball. Stratogale, April 23rd, 57. Cape caught in a jet turbine. Mm, you can't generalize about this. Meta thing. Man, Express Elevator, Diner Guy, Snag on Takeoff, Splashdown, Sucked into a Vortex. Never. Indeed. <laughs> never, never wear a cape. But no, it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> green and, green and white pip um, utility only for Starscream. Obviously, no one else is allowed to wear his cape. It can go in an armor slot, so you can have two of them on him at the same time. It's plus one attack, plus one armor. And then this is the really, this is the bit of the card I love. Increase each number in the upgraded character's text box by one. This effect does not modify abilities granted by upgrades or other effects. So that means Air Commander shoots for multiple damage. So it's going to be two damage for each plane, isn't it? If I remember the wording correctly. Captain Starscream, extra ping. Um, what does King Starscream do again? You, from the last video, you know I don't own him. So what, what does, what's his? Right. So funny, funny enough, let's... Uh... Let's add that intermission music while I bring him up because I, um, as soon as we finished recording the last video, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look back at King and see what he does because I remember how great he is. So let me just, let me just pull him up here. So wave two characters. Here we go. Right. Okay. So, um, in his alt mode, he has, when you flip to this mode, return a card that lets you plan from your scrap pile to hand. But in bot mode, it's obviously when you flip a Decepticon crown, 
while this is battling, it gets plus three and plus three until the end of turn. Okay, so that's going to be plus four, plus four. Yep. So that that is pretty strong. So it's good on, I think, all of the star screens, don't they, have... A cool ability. But I think the ones that obviously King's going to really benefit from this, but Captain Starscream as well. If you can get two of these on Captain Starscream, so when you scrap an upgrade from a character, they're going to take three damage. When you flip to his alt mode and they don't have any upgrades, you're going to shoot them for three damage if you've got two capes on. I like it. And there's no surprise as to who, who designed that, as Joe from Wreck and Roll and Salty. Um, both big fans of, of, of the King. Just gotta remember. So, just gotta remember. Don't wear capes, guys. Come on, seriously. <laughs> well, look what happened to Starscream when he was wearing his in the movie. Megatron, is that you? Here's a hint. People who wear capes, it doesn't end well for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, you're up, dude. Awesome. Okay. So uh, I've got a, another secret action. I've got status um, status field or status field. It is uh, a blue icon. Secret action. Reveal when one of your characters defends against an enemy in bot or body mode. When revealed, your opponent flips that enemy to alt mode. So it's kind of like a battering ram if it was a secret action. Hmm. Battering ram, cornered, kind of. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how how combiners fare with all these new cards that are being designed, obviously, to bring a bit more life back to that, that archetype. But it's nice to see that they've included another bit of balance, because um, this obviously could absolute janks combiners as they're trying to um, get all in the right mode to combine. So that that's interesting. But it's also interesting from a defense perspective when you against because quite often a, a character's alt mode isn't as high attack as their bot mode more often than not yeah. so it's interesting i feel um like i'm just thinking off the top of my head here i feel like it really hurts like wave one grimlock yep yeah. uh, uh battle Le battlefield legend yeah battlefield legend hates it <laughs> hate yeah. it with a passion like i turned back to a truck okay um i do get to draw a card but i don't get to play one right away sad pandas um <laughs> pretty pretty much you know it seems like a very toolbox card it's not more of a sideboard i think it's it's good you know i think there's there's it's nice to see like i said that design space being filled where you know you can kind of plug holes particularly if combiners do start coming back to the fore or you know, sort of like you're going to see. Well, we've not done the stratagem part yet, but obviously OP, OPBL's coming back. You know, there's a strat for him. Um, you know, like you say Grimlock. There's there's a lot of things that you just want them out of that hyper um, aggressive mode. Hundred percent. So, uh, Dave, moving on to you. Ooh, okay. You got a bit of a spicy card. This is a spice card. I like this one. It's Stormfall Sword, and it's got Windblade who. Probably the coolest thing I, I liked about the Cyberverse. I, I really enjoyed her character in that. And when I picked up my Bumblebee versus Megatron starter deck, I was like, oh, it's got Windblade in it. And I was like, oh, she's crap. <laughs> <laughs> and I was very sad. And then, then I found out the only other Windblade was a super rare, which I still don't have. So, um, But she's White Pit. This is White Pit, uh, Green Pit for melee. So it's nice to see that that thrown on, on the green battle icon there. It's a weapon. Pierce 2. 
while it's on Windblade, she has tough one and plus one attack. So thinking back to episode one, where we reviewed Windblade, this, she loves it because it's going to help her flip those battle cards on defense in bot mode and flip more colors. So it's a really yeah. nice bit of design there from Nick. Obviously, he he's Le Champion and, and Windblade's one of his faves along with Galvatron. So it's nice to see that really benefit her. But equally, it can go on other characters as well so it's not Windblade only so it, it helps her out a lot but it's still a good piece of kit anyway Pierce 2 and plus 1 attack that's you know, it's not you know it's not overpowering but it, it's solid particularly if you're running maybe a uh, blue deck that's running lots of melee characters it just helps you chip that damage through yeah I um, I really like it I feel um, hilariously enough um, even though it says it benefits a little bit for being on Windblade to gain tough one, um, just thinking of the military patrol would like this, just because they're all pretty much melee and gaining plus one and a bit pierce two, and some of the other shenanigans we've seen with those cards, it could be quite interesting. So, was it Wolfwire from Wave Five would like this because it's a green pip card and he's melee. And Nick also really likes Wolfwire as well, so maybe there was a secret agenda we've just mm, exposed, maybe. Yes. I think it's an exciting card, and I think it's it's a nice bit of design that it's iconic for her, but equally it's going to benefit a lot of other archetypes as well. I like it. I like it a lot. Good job, Nick. Right. Okay. Well, I keep getting all the blank icon uh, cards, don't I? So, next card we have is Survival of the Fittest. Well... It's a shame that uh, Bone Crusher is not on this card, just saying, because that's a very iconic uh, line from the movie. Um, right, it's a secret action, no pips as I stated, but it says, Reveal, after your opponent chooses an attacker, and before they choose a defender, when revealed, KO one of your characters, then untap one of your other characters. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of unique. It's, it's designed by Dan, again. Um, Dan Collett so this kind of seems very shenanigan here and that's one thing he really liked when, when he was um, doing the videos with the guys was he loved his shenanigans the one that he used to really love doing was um, uh, Captain Elite one yeah so I'll KO her do the double leap of faith or the leap of faith whatever it is um, and then I'll untap my other guy and then you've got swing at this little one or whatever. Do you know what I mean? The, the, there's some. Yeah. You can you can catch people out with that, and it's got some serious shenanigan factor. Yeah, it feels like a Dan card. That's pretty cool. I do like that. I do like that a lot. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. Um, do you run it with uh, the interesting new Megatron that was put in this wave? It could be quite interesting with that. So. Yes. I know. Yeah. Oh, it, to, to be fair, be it could be good with any of the battle masters or weaponizers. Yeah. Yeah, to be honest, that was true. Cog loves this probably as well. Yeah, so Cog loves it. There you go. Random shout out to Sergeant Cog. And to be fair, like, Battlemasters, whilst they were very prevalent early on, they kind of fallen out of favour a bit. So it's anything that gives them a bit of a, a buff. Because quite often, you find when you're running, say, Aimless or someone, or any of the Battlemasters, unless they've got bravery on them or something like that, quite often they just get ignored and then you're left with a Battlemaster at the end of the game with no one to go on to. Um, so having something that can get them on there mid-combat and wreck with your opponent's combat math is quite good. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's pretty good. Right. Uh, De oh, wow, Dave, you've got another classic I know. song again. And it's quite it's quite appropriate as well, because obviously 
we we haven't we haven't recorded it yet, but th there's a certain a small person that lives in my house that wants to challenge you to the, to the game. Um, uh, he wants to do his own little deck <laughs> challenge, and he's already banging on about the cards he's going to include in his deck. And this might be one of them. I love how he's already talking trash in your household. I absolutely love this. Hey, I'm his dad. <laughs> he was inevitable. <laughs> um, this card is the touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Yeah. So again, um, Matafa, you, you just... All the nostalgia strings are being pulled here for me. Um, it's an orange and blue card. It's got a picture of Rodimus slash Hot Rod opening the Matrix. Um, it's an action card. One of your Autobot leaders gets bold four into the end of the turn. If that character is upgraded with the Matrix leadership, repair three damage from it. And it's a star. So instantly being designed for Rodimus Prime. It's going to be savage on Optimus Prime as well. The one, the one that scares me the most, just thinking of it now, is the the Battlemaster Optimus Prime. Yeah, I'm scared now more more than ever, than um, <laughs> because of that guy. Um, but yeah, the card is amazing. I, I like it. It's exactly what you said, Dave. It's uh, screaming all the all the nostalgia of like, you know, the touch. There's such an iconic song, obviously, and you know, having an orange and blue pip, you know, it's probably going to be a star card, and it is, which is kind of still fitting in the run of all the other cards that are, that came before it that were blue and orange, mm. to be honest. But there is balance because, like you say, it's a star card, so you're not gonna if you if you want if you want to play a playset of this, your big Autobot leader is going to cost three stars more because. For the for the privilege. So well, the first thing I I think is you heroic spotlight and you run two of these. Oh yeah, it's very strong. Without a doubt, very strong. Um, you know, bold bold falls a bloody good effect anyway. But um, have that repair three from it, and you think Rodimus Prime with with the stratagem, he can have the Matrix and stuff as well. So like you can just auto start with it. So it's yeah. it's gonna this is gonna see see some play certainly in my household I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna rip all the cards up after Aiden's beating me with it so <laughs> yeah I've just I've just realised we are just focusing on um, on Optimus I'm trying to think of other robot leaders you've got Springer you've also got most of the Bumblebees are leaders that's kind of scary the new jazz from from the arc is a leader it's more than just Prime to be honest but every, everything you know you kind of instantly think of Optimus and Rodimus but there is a lot of other other. E Magnus you know. is actually really Ma Mag Mag this Oh god, can you imagine this with Magnus? Ugh. And um, e even like the patrol, you know, the little patrols. You know, oh, they god. they all have a leader like powertrain. Powertrain with this is pretty scary. Bold for oh uh, uh, oh gosh. And they do have the stars able, you know, for you to be able to take multiple copies of this. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, another blank pip card for me, guys. Just giving you a heads up. Um, I'm going to take a stab. Is this trilithium plating? Trithilium. Nice. Trithilium. Tri trithilium plating. And this this is one I, I reviewed and spoiled on, on, yeah. on, on the Energon Hustlers. So this would be interesting to see your thoughts on this as well, because I think this is a fantastic card. I'm intrigued by this. So, yeah. Um, I've watched this on Dave's uh, spoil video and was like, 
Yep, it's pretty freaking good. So no battle icon, so it must do something great. It's an upgrade armor, and it says when you play this uh, from your hand, you may play a another plating. I'm not going to try and keep pronouncing the name um, from your scrap pile. Up to three of these platings can fit in one armor slot. While the upgraded character is defending against an enemy that has pierce, reduce that enemy's pierce total by two. Now, does that pierce two stack? Yes, because it's each individual one would reduce. So if you can get so all three, it'd be pierce six reduced. It'd be reduced by six. Okay, this card's great. I really think it's stupid with Captain Jetfire. I think it's stupid with anyone who can go get armors. Looking at you, Swindled, and fun stuff like that. Windblade from this set. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, even Cerebros, what? Like, dude, mm. this guard's great. Maybe think this at this precise moment in time, just just giving, just thinking of a competitive mindset. I'm not really a competitive kind of player, but when I try, I try bloody hard. But this seems like possibly the card of the set. I love it, and I think, for me, it's helping those defensive blue decks out because like we've already touched on, orange and black is a massive part of the game now and it, it, it's prevalent. So for me, having something that can fight back and fight back consistently as well. So you, like you said, there's all these characters, you know, the one I touched on in um, my spoiler video was wave one jet fire. You know, you can you, can, you can put all three on him in, in one round. Retgar can do similar shenanigans and that, you know, like you say, it's there's a lot of characters that interact with that scrap pile. You know, with extra padding, obviously, it's, very easy to draw comparisons because three go in one slot but unlike extra padding you don't have to collect them all before you get them on there you know you can get you know if you've got one in your scrap and you've got one in your hand that's two so you don't you i just think it's fantastic i really do it's gonna it's gonna see play a lot because i like playing blue decks and and i get frustrated that i can't play they're not very effective at the moment so quite often on the channel when i'm playing with claire like i'm like oh, playing blue <laughs> again and she's just piercing me to death and i've just had enough so for me, this is, um, again, a card that I may have ordered more than one playset in my print run. I, I love it. I think, yeah, it, uh, this, this, is a, this is a bit of a game changer when it comes to all the pierce. If you can pull it off, it's great. And there's, like, like we were saying, there's so many cards that benefit from having this, like even combiner teams. If you think about it, you put it on one of multiple different combiners and then you combine you get all three that is just insane and it keeps your combiner around for it it's 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 a great card i really like it um yeah good job good job uh, joe salty and carl really really good like yeah i feel like every every blank pip card in this game so far has been very very well balanced but also it comes with a powerful theme and that's what like non-pip cards normally are they they have some really powerful abilities and that's why they don't have any battle icons definitely so next one is tsunami blaster what yeah or orange and green pips uh, it's a weapon it can't be put on autobots um the upgraded character is bold one for each card under it up to bold four plus one attack uh, so, so okay. in instantly skybite comes to mind um, luckily, that is in fact, I was about to say Perceptor, but luckily it can't go on Autobots. Can you imagine Perceptor in this? No, thank you. Um, Nemesis. I think it's fun. I think it's fun to have Nemesis Prime just go, yeah, I've got a Tsunami Blaster coming at you. Definitely um, made for like Skybite. You're going to play Skybite, you're going to play this. And because it's got the green pip, you only need to play two. So yeah, it's fantastic. 
100%. I really like it. And like, yeah, if you've if you've listened to our uh, listened or watched to episode one, yeah, Flying Shark. I'm I didn't even know it existed, and I'm super happy to play it. So I'm excited to play this card with it, guaranteed. Definitely, and it's another another Matifer one. So yeah, he's 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 made some some nasty stuff in, in this set for he sure. He has. The Can- you got to give the Canadian some love, I think. You know. All on his lonesome up there in the ice cold Alps. <laughs> in the Alps. Kidding. <laughs> Kidding. The Alps of Canada. Love it. Yeah, his lone log cabin with his missus just going, I'm going to create cards. It's going to be great. So good job, Matt. So next card. Um, oh man, I keep getting secret actions as well. This is becoming a recurring theme. So um, I've got the card Twisted Logic. It's a white card. It's a secret action. Uh, and it's got reveal when one of your characters defends. Then, when revealed, reveal the top five cards of your opponent's deck. Put them back in any order. This is designed by Jamie. And oh my god, that's a great, great card. But it also, again, comes down to what are you building your deck down to? Because this can really mess up like multiple pit deck. But if you're going against an orange and a blue deck, it doesn't really work in a way i think so it's definitely a sideboard card for me but holy cow that's awesome it, it, it's it's quite kind of niche like you say and there's a lot of decks it's it's not going to impact but you know that could really mess up someone's attack or you know, i just uh, yeah interesting interesting design yeah 100 percent. really interesting cards just it's one of those where it's like hmm how could i get that working all right Dave, moving on to uh, the next card. Yeah, it's Unfriendly Fire. Uh, it's for the Combaticons. It's a utility. It's got a white pip and a black pip. Uh, it can only go on Combaticons. I put on Combaticons only. When the upgraded character defends and your opponent flips battle icons of at least three different colours, do two damage to an enemy. Plus one armour. <laughs> so good. But <laughs> <laughs> that seems really good for Brucus. Um... And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of decks now are mixed pip. There's a lot of, you know, even if they're not, like, going like the whole blue-orange route, you know, you quite often see, like, orange, black, white, blue, um, orange, black, white, green in the deck. You know, the chances of this triggering consistently is quite high. And it's a utility that gives plus one armor. So you can run this and an armor on your Combaticons as well. I think that is solid. Yeah, it is. I, I, I love it. It's... I feel like every combiner team has some sort of card that is a utility that benefits the combiner team. And this is an incredibly strong one. And it's very relevant with obviously um, most of the characters have different abilities already. Um, I forget one of them already has like does two damage to range characters or moves damage and stuff. So, you know, it just fits the Combaticons down to a T. These guys are basically we are here to just punch your face in. Uh, and uh, it just works really well. And I like the artwork. The artwork is really cool. Yeah, really it's, like it's it. brilliant. It's a really, really nice piece of art. Um, so, yeah, I, I, sort, of, sort of saying like the sort of signature cards for a lot of the other combiner teams. Some of them weren't great, so it's really nice to see one that is good. Because um, a lot of them were a bit meh, like Combat Commands was all right. And you know, do, do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like Stunts Con Swagger. Yeah. Stunt, Stunt, Stunt Con Swagger was quite good, but it was... It's incredible. It's just... When you get it off, you feel like a demigod. Yeah. When you don't get it off, you're just like, why is it in my deck? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, this this one, Unfriendly Fire, is solid as anything, particularly in the current environment where there's so many ways of getting multiple pips in your deck. 
yeah, it's awesome. Good, good job, uh, Michael, with the design. Really, really fits them down to a T as well, which is really cool. Right. Okay. So uh, I've got a. I don't know what's happening with this image. I really have no idea what's going on. So we've got a, a Vampark ribbon. It is a orange and green upgrade. It's a weapon. Gives you plus one attack, and it states when the upgraded character attacks and does four or more damage, uh, attack damage, sorry, uh, repair two damage from the upgraded character. So I'm assuming if I'm going to have a flashback from episode one, this is the card you're talking about with Ratchet, Dave. Yeah, it's it's really good. It was my preview card as a, one, of, one of my spoiler cards um, that the art kindly gave me. Um, this is a great piece of kit. Repair is def definitely more of a thing now. I think you're seeing more and more repair being pushed into the game, and that's kind of where wizards were going. You know, I think a lot of the earlier repair cards were quite timid, but then we had like toolbox, didn't we? And that was like that's really good. So if you you know put put this on a character with toolbox, and you're going to repair three damage, and if you're running orange, they're quite likely to hit four or more attack damage. Yeah, I, f I feel like this is a really nice Insecticon card. Yes. The good thing is, because it's green pip as well, it doesn't have to just be in a aggro deck. This can go in a lot of different builds, and you can fish it. And just repairing that damage is, is, is a nice little side effect. Um, so yeah, Adam's done a really good design on this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, really good job. Love it, Adam. Good job. It also fits in the whole idea of like bashing shield and and um, enforcement batons, it's really cool. I like it. I like the the idea, giving you giving you a different um, tool uh, for for what it does. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, no, I love it. I think the card's great. Yeah. Okay, uh, Dave, you have the second to last card, mate. So uh, another iconic line from the the movie, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've already had in Wave One. I still function. So to have a card that's called Wanna Bet. Um, made my day when I saw this card. Um, great, great piece of art as well. It's, it's Starscream holding Megatron, ready to chuck him outside of Astro Train. I love it. So yeah, White Pip, Green Pip, Secret Action. Uh, I think it's one of. The, I haven't had many of these, so you've been hogging them. I definitely have. You definitely have. Sorry, broke up then for a sec. So if you, if one or more battle cards would be put under a character, is when you reveal it, and when revealed until the end of turn, if one or more battle cards would be put under a character, scrap those battle cards instead. So it's interesting because there's not loads and loads of characters that kind of interact with battle cards that way. But there's a couple of key ones I can think of. Perceptor hates this mm. card. And rightly so. <laughs> I think I think Perceptor is just so good. Whenever I play with Perceptor, I'm like, he's amazing. And whenever I play against him, I'm like, he's, he's too good. Um, so having someone that neuters him. But also fitting in with their design for the set as well. This hits Skybite. So if Skybite becomes a problem, you can, you know... It's good. I like it. Again, feels like a sideboard card, but when when it goes off against the the intended target, it's going to be really really annoying for your opponent. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel this was definitely definitely designed to um, to cripple Preceptor more than uh, more than anything because obviously he when when you see most competitive tournaments and everything, he's he's up there still. He's 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 always kicking around. Um, yeah, thinking of other characters that this hurts, even though they might not be incredibly strong. So let's think Nemesis Prime doesn't like this. Uh, Hot Rod that I gave you. Yeah, no, he doesn't like, doesn't this, like no. this. 
Um, Skytread doesn't like this, but kind of likes it because those cards can go straight back to my hand. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It is Ooh, definitely yeah. a sideboard card, and you probably run one of them yeah. just in case. But if you are, so, say for example, you're playing Skytread, you can play this in your deck and then reveal it when he combines. Yeah, of course. And not lose your hand. So that's an interaction yeah, I hadn't true. even thought of. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's really like a cyborg character, uh, like card, sorry, but it's very niche as well. So we'll see. I think yeah. it will probably see a lot of competitive play just because like you put it in your cyborg and it's like, oh, okay, I'm against Perceptor. Perfectly, I'm going to go get that thing. <laughs> you know, Definitely. so... Uh, like I say, it has been designed with him in mind and I, I think it's good because he is, he is an insanely powerful card. So no, nice bit of design there from Metaphor and Nick from Blues on Attack, so yeah, I like it. Nice. Yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. So, moving on to the final battle card of the Arc Wave 1, we round it off with Salty's final uh, piece, should we say, for uh, Scorponok, which is Zarax Shield. It is an orange pip. It's an upgrade slash armor, and it states in the text box, while this is on Scorponok, it gets plus one armor. While this is on Zarek, he can't take more than three attack damage from a single attack. It also gives you plus one armor. So it's technically plus two armor. And then when you get down to the smaller guy, he has a built-in shrapnel ability. What the heck? Mm. But he is six stars as well. So it makes sense that he has to have some sort of ability with focus and to... Oh, this guy's going to be annoying to get rid of. Yep. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. But... It's kind of kind of fair, I think, because unlike Fort Max, where Cerebros had a head as well, once you're down to Zarak, that's it. So if you get unlucky early game with, with um, Scorponok going down, you need Zarak to sort of hold the line, as it were, and, and, and be able to take a punch or two. Yeah, I feel I feel that's... Yeah, that's right. That's 100% right. Um, I... I Yeah, having, having all three pieces on Scorponok is really really interesting uh, and obviously Zarek benefits from obviously this a lot but um, it's interesting because we, we touched on it a little bit with with the characters like it seems you build really towards Scorponok more than Zarek but like looking at some of the stuff now like the equipment cards like Zarek isn't going to go away and that's kind of a nice counter because like with Fort Max most people either build all for Fort Max or all for Cerebros so it's kind of kind of interesting yeah definitely i think um with with this as well like you know if you know your scorponok's going to go down you just pop an escape capsule on overwrite that electro stinger and then zarax automatically got his shield if he, if you've been you know if you've got it on in on scorponok so i think it's gonna be like you say a pain to get rid of that little guy afterwards yeah it's gonna be fun though it's i feel I feel like you're gonna have to build it maybe half and half, really, really, and not not lean towards one way now. Thinking about it, so um, yeah, it definitely opens up the the, the possibilities of a character that will just never ever die, <laughs> which is kind of cool. <laughs> it's like that line from Team America, isn't it? I promise I will never ever die. I promise, I will never die. 100% it is 100% like Team America you know 100% 100% so um yeah guys that was the battle cards from Arc Wave 1 all 40 of them here on the Energon Hustlers YouTube channel but also here on Bleed Up Productions Podbean uh, podcast 
so Dave, your thoughts overall on the battle cards before uh, before we sign off? I think the the team at the Ark have designed a very well rounded set. Um, I think there's a lot of interesting design going on there. There's a lot of cards that are exploring space that hasn't been explored before. Um, there's a lot of cards that are addressing problems in the current meta game. So I think that's really interesting. And there's a lot of cards that also appeal to the nostalgia freaks like me. The reason I picked up this game was because I loved Transformers as a kid. And just to see those iconic pictures shining at me on the table when I was down the shop. Um, and so some of the guys are playing Transformers after a game of X-Wing. I was like, I, I need to play this game. And they've captured that in this set. You know, you've got the touch. You've got dare to believe. You know, I can just hear the songs whizzing around in my head now. They, yeah. they've, they've nailed it. You know, I think for flavor keeping it in line with what wizards were doing as well i think it's spot on you know i can't i can't really say anything bad about the set i'm excited to get the cards on in, in my hands i'm excited to see what they can actually do in in play and i think we've kind of touched on what we want from from those individual cards as, as we as we've been talking through them so yeah i'm super psyched mate what, what do you think overall I really like him. Uh, I, I have to agree pretty much. It sounds like a cop-out just saying, I agree with everything you say, but it's true. It's It just feels like a complete set. The battle cards are always something that uh, I seem to go towards more uh, than than characters before, like, obviously the game got cancelled because I wanted to keep playing the same characters but tweak the decks. So it's really interesting to see where the design space is going for this. I'm really happy um, just looking at it. They've really pushed combiners. They've really pushed Titans, so I'm happy about that. I'm also really happy that they're, they're making Blue trying to come back into it more. Not probably because some of the design team are called Blues on Attack, just saying is all, but Blue really needed uh, a push back into the, the centerfold of the game because it definitely got crippled by that black pip. And uh, it's really cool to see there that there's uh, cards that already exist in the game that are really strong to stop like Pierce and stuff. But with some of the additions in this set can really shut down Pierce and can probably, you know, bring back that frustration of playing blue again, which, you know, I think needs to happen. And that's really, really cool. Yeah, I, you know, a card game shouldn't be dominated by one arc top. There should be space for all of them. And that's something you can kind of see like, where the the waves were running up to the game's cancellation obviously waves three and four you had very blue heavy meta so they you know, they've obviously designed a set like well we need to swing the favor back towards aggro but because the game was left at that state there was no kind of well that that's where it is now guys and you know blue's never going to be good again so it's it needed that push like you say it needed to be push back into the fold you know you don't want it dominating but every archetype should have its place in in the game yeah 100% and I feel like this set has kind of brought some stuff back into the fold and hopefully with their second wave coming very very soon um, in 2021 because trust me it's going to be here really really quick. I know I know it's only a few weeks till, till, till um, Christmas so. It's crazy how quick this year's gone so uh, yeah guys thanks for listening because um, this is on Dave's channel go check out all these other videos he does battle reports he does loads of other cool stuff yeah, check out Dave's channel and subscribe. If you're listening, if you this is the first time you've stumbled across his channel, sub, sub, sub. He, he deserves it. He definitely deserves it. Thanks, man. Like, um, yeah, like thank you for being on tonight as well. You know, recording this with me. It's been it's been fun so far. And I'm looking forward to to episode three where we uh, dig into the stratagems. I know the stratagems are going to be fun. Uh, I feel like 
how how these podcasts have been episodes one and two have been epic and i feel like the stratagems are going to be epic but it's just going to possibly have that alien three vibe where there's so much hype and it's just not as long as the other podcasts <laughs> well there's significantly less cards <laughs> so they are there are there are some really good cards in there so there might be some moments maybe 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 I shouldn't really say that part three might be like the Godfather part three or Alien three. I don't know. It might not live up to the hype because you've seen all the characters, you've seen the battle cards, and we've got these amazing stratagems which push some of the older characters and some of the newer characters to the front, uh, to the front, which is really really cool. And uh, yeah, stratagems were a really cool thing that happened in obviously wave five before the game. Uh, yeah, just self-destructed. Thanks, wizards. So, uh, with that being said, guys, uh, if you've enjoyed this video, please comment below. Tell us your thoughts on some of the battle cards. Uh, um, and yeah, obviously, leave a like and subscribe to Dave's channel. Seriously, just I'm going to keep saying it now. Sub, sub, sub. Help the guy out. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Thank, uh, thanks, yeah. Lee. Yeah, and obviously, thank you for, for being on the, here with me. You know, thanks, everyone, for, for listening and watching. Um, I'll see you on the next episode of the Energon Hustlers, and Lee will see you on the next episode of Bleep Talk productions yeah it's gonna be pretty dope so yeah take it easy guys